This episode is sponsored by Kensington Books. Hey everyone, it's Cameron. And Gabby. Welcome to Literally Us. Whether you're a new listener or an old listener, we hope you'll subscribe and review us and make sure you're following us on Instagram to stay up to date on the podcast. We are also proud members of the Amazing Frolic Podcast Network. With Valentine's Day right around the corner, we are reading all the love stories. And our friends at Kensington Books have a brand new rom-com with a fairy tale twist that you need to check out. Fairy Godmother's Inc. by Sarana De Wilde is a quirky and fun read that is filled with magic and laughter. Lucky and Ransom were first loves, and they would like their relationship to stay in the past. But when the town's fairy godmothers insist they have a fake wedding to boost town tourism and help make Ever After the go-to place for weddings, they are forced to pretend to be a happy couple again. Will they fall madly in love, or will this bad idea just become a huge joke? Fairy Godmothers, Inc. by Serena De Wilde is available wherever books are sold. So the book funk is over. And we are so happy to report that we have read a ton of new books this month. Yeah. January has been a good month for reading, and I barely DNF'd any books. Same. I mean, there was a few that I DNF'd, but I've also have been very good since last year where I will not read a book if I'm not getting enjoyment out of it because yeah. like, what's the point of reading a book you don't enjoy? Exactly. So there's been a few I kind of put down after the first like chapter or two that I just like wasn't in the mood to read. But for the most part, I just like dove in and read everything I picked up. Same. And I've read quite a few audiobooks too, which sometimes I like to dabble in, but it's been so interesting. Um, like I've been reading audiobooks when I feel like I need some a break from screen time. And I've also been reading on my e-reader. And I like I just feel like I have this new like thirst for books. Mm-hmm. And it's been a while since I've had that feeling. So I'm trying to savor it as much as I can. I'm in the same boat. I feel like I'm not even in the mood to reread books because yes. I've just been wanting to read something new. Um, and and I something guess- completely different. Like something we we don't normally read, we don't normally gravitate to, whether it's new, whether it's old. I feel like between the both of us, we've been reading quite a few like older books Mm -hmm. than new ones. Yes. But I think we've just been trying to keep an open mind about what we're reading. So true. And I, for me, I've also been reading authors I've never read before, mm-hmm. which has been, you know, kind of refreshing too and different. It's given me a perspective on some things that, I don't know, there's a lot of books I read that have like so many five-star reviews and I didn't necessarily love them. And then there's books that I absolutely loved by authors I've never read before. And I feel like this is going to be a really fun conversation today because we not only read some books together, but we also read some books um, by themselves. We didn't buddy read them. So I'm excited to see what you read and hear your thoughts on them as well. Yeah, likewise. And I feel like there are a couple of books where we did buddy read them, but we had varying thoughts about them. So I'm curious about exploring that too. (laughs) Yeah, me too. So the first book that we read, we actually read together and it was on like the tail end of our Bridgerton love. I mean, not that Mm -hmm. our love for Bridgerton ended, but we were after watching Bridgerton, we needed something different. We like needed something different than what we typically read. And we needed something that just gave us all the Bridgerton vibes. Yeah. So we were like, why not read The Viscount Who Loved Me? Just dive right into book two. I really liked it. Mm -hmm. I like the writing. I haven't read a Julia Quinn book before. And so this was my first Julia Quinn book. And I am a big fan of Anthony Bridgerton. Um, 
I have I've been pretty public about like how much I love him, how, how much I love the actor who plays him on the Netflix show. And so I was so excited because this book also got a lot of five-star reviews. People were obsessed with talking about this one. So pretty much, I mean, we don't really have to like delve too deep in the plot because it's kind of exactly like what I think the Duke and I is like. I didn't read it, but kind of the whole like Daphne and Simon story is kind of like Anthony and Kate Sheffield's story. I'm really excited to see Kate on our TV and seeing who plays her. I liked her character a lot. I really did love the two of them. I have to say one thing, I, I know you agreed on it too. The book was a tad boring. I loved the characters. Mm-hmm. I love all her characters, yes. except for Edwina. I mean, I could have left her outside, but <laughs> yeah. I, I love her characters. That's why I really believe she got this TV show because based on this book, there wasn't much going on. Like the whole how like Anthony and Kate got together was like kind of similar to exactly how Daphne and Simon got together like there wasn't really much of a difference and he's also harboring a secret about himself like he he's a commitment foe because of something that happened in his past and he is trying to be as removed from romantic relationships as possible like he's only marrying to keep the family name going to carry on his legacy Mm -hmm. and he's not marrying for love he doesn't want to marry for love that's why he's openly you know looking for someone that he doesn't have a connection with so that there is no heartbreak involved and it kind of feels similar to what Simon was going through because he also had no plans to get married or even have a child because of what happened in his home life and I think that it really is interesting to me how the story writers really made like the story writers for the tv show really added elements that the plot needed for yes. the, like the first season and I'm excited to see what they do for the second season because it needs some help the, yes. for, the plot wise other than their romance needs some help because I mean it was very long too so it was mm-hmm. very long and not much is going on yeah and I was like half this stuff could be cut out let's let's get to them being together that's why mm-hmm. we're reading this but yeah I'm really I really really loved Anthony and Kate Based on their relationship alone, I would totally recommend this book. Yes. And especially if you loved Bridgerton. Especially if you love Bridgerton and their chemistry is so, so good. I am obsessed with it. That is why it made me root for them. You know, I was rooting them, rooting for them as a couple throughout the entire book because I loved their chemistry. I just loved how they bantered with each other. I feel like the trope was meant to be enemies to lovers, even though it I feel like it was maybe a lighter, much lighter version of that trope. Yes. Because they really don't like each other in the beginning and they have preconceived notions about each other that drive their hostile relationship. And also the fact that he's courting her sister Edwina and she doesn't mm-hmm. approve of his reputation or his intentions. So there's a lot of back and forth. I just love that. I feel like it fuels their spark. And I wanted to see more of that. So I'm really looking forward to seeing more of that on the screen and looking forward to seeing what the show writers add. Yes, agreed. Oh, and one thing I want to mention, this isn't too much of a spoiler, but just to show how the books are different than the TV show, Nigel, I can't remember his last name. Burbrook? Yeah, he and obviously was like not a good dude that we learned in the first season of Bridgerton. But he's actually in the second book and he seems like a nice guy. He's dull, but he seems like a nice guy. And yeah. so to me, that just did go to show how the books needed a little more like zest to them, which mm-hmm. the TV show did deliver. Yes. And I think there's a lot that also can be updated. And mm-hmm. I'm sure that, you know, 
the writers are already on it, figuring out how to up their game. I mean, because Bridgerton season one surpassed so many of our expectations. So I can't wait to find out what's next. Yeah. And one thing is, before we move on, is that we're very opposite. You don't read a lot of Goodreads reviews before you go into a book, right? Sometimes I do. I think it depends on the book and how much I want to be spoiled. Okay. I read every Goodreads review I can see. Okay. (laughs) If I, like, I will read, like, go up all the way up to, like, page three of reading reviews. And so, for me, I'm reading these reviews, and some of the reviews for The Viscount Who Loved Me are, like, post-season one of Bridgerton. Mm -hmm. And there are people who are really upset that the opera singer is not, like, the heroine. Yeah. It was very interesting to me, like reading all this, because that is one thing in romance. Like when you see one of the characters with someone or a relationship is set up a certain way, and then all of a sudden it's flipped like upside down, you don't like it. Mm -hmm. And it is like disarming. So I really am interested in seeing Kate Sheffield on TV and what people think of her. Yes. I'm so excited. I mean, I didn't love the opera singer all that much. And I don't think we were... I think we were meant to sympathize with her, but we weren't meant to love her and root for their relationship because it it was set up in a way to suggest that they were not going to have a happy ending, that their paths are completely divergent. So Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm very curious and I can't wait. So what was one of the books that you read on your own? I read Smooth Talking Stranger by Lisa Kleypas, which is Mm-hmm. very different it's actually one of her contemporary romances that she wrote back in um i want to say 2009 so it's been a while yeah and part of why i picked this up was like in the beginning i had ju- just finished forever wild by Kay tucker which we are gonna talk about shortly on this episode i was looking for more simple wild books as we all do because mm-hmm. i mean we are obsessed with simple wild that's not right. we, can, we can never not read that book over we and can over never again. not read it and never not talk or about mention it. it yeah it's <laughs> but, actually embarrassing yeah. yeah i know it's like the level of fangirl obsession we have for this book Truly. just like is boundless but um i was googling books like simple wild because i needed something like that and dove into these reddit threads where people were discussing recommendations they have and a few people recommended Lisa Kleypas's Travis's series which Smooth's Talking Stranger is part of and suggested that it has some elements of Simple Wild so I was like okay let me pick it up and it's very different than Simple Wild I I don't know that I would (laughs) offer it as a comparison but I do understand because it's about this woman who's had a horrible childhood and family life this book is about her story there is a central love story here but it's as much about her developing and becoming more accepting of happily ever afters and loving someone and facing that heartbreak as it is about the love story gotcha it's kind of like an accidental pregnancy except you know she finds out that her sister left her mom with a baby she had like a week ago and her mom doesn't want to take responsibility for it so she gives it to the heroine and the heroine is like trying to take care of her baby nephew when she never thought she'd have a baby and she's also trying to hunt down the baby daddy and she stumbles onto the steps of this billionaire tycoon in texas who offers to help her and it turns into like this blooming friendship turned romance so, you know, it was very different. I really like Lisa Kleypas's writing. I like her voice. And I think it can be hard 
for an author who writes in historical and in contemporary to kind of juggle all of these like maybe rules of etiquette that the time periods have to and go from third person to first person because her historicals are always in third person exactly so I really admired and appreciated just like how in love I still was with her writing like I feel like sometimes it's hard to do when you have to switch tropes when you have to switch time periods um, and you have to change a lot of things in the book from what you're normally accustomed to writing it's made me intrigued about more of her contemporary books so I am definitely interested to check those out too well I tried to get into this book and it was solely me I just like wasn't feeling it Mm -hmm. And like I said, if I'm not getting enjoyment from it, it's getting DNF'd until I want to pick it up again. Yes. But I'm glad to hear how much you loved it because I definitely think it's a book I will eventually check out. I think I would have preferred a faster pacing. Yes. More of the love story. I put it down. Yeah, I feel like there's there's a lot going on and right. sometimes it just like goes around in circles and goes around in circles. Mm-hmm. There is a family saga element to it, you know, a community, a sense of community that I liked because I enjoyed reading about all of the characters and how they helped this hero and heroine get together. It did feel kind of slow. Yeah. And one thing with Lisa Kleitis's historicals, why I think she is my favorite historical romance author is that her books are very fast paced. Typically the hero and heroine yeah. meet each other right in the beginning. And that's where the reason she's my favorite because there's no it's not like drawn out which I read a historical earlier in the month which I'll discuss later on where it was very long and slow burn Mm -hmm. and Lisa Clayface's book historicals are never like that so it's interesting that her contemporaries are yeah it was very interesting Um, but I will say the chemistry for this couple is also spot on even though it does take them a moment to get together because she's in a relationship that she's not feeling but like her boyfriend's a jerk and it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So would you recommend that book? I think it depends on what kind of headspace you're in. Okay. So here's the thing. I would recommend it as an audiobook okay. if you're like multitasking because it's long. Like sometimes it's nice to just unwind yourself with the story mm-hmm. as opposed to actively reading it on an e-reader. Right. Because I, I had started on my e-reader and, um, you know, it I was interested in it, but my interest was kind of waning a little bit because it was so long. And then I switched to audiobook and finished it in like two days. Gotcha. Okay. So next up, let's talk about Forever Wild, mm-hmm. which is the novella end of Pala and Jonah's story. Hopefully not the end. I mean, I want more, but it was a novella that came out in the beginning of December, which we read kind of in the beginning of January. Obviously, it's by K.A. Tucker, and it's about Jonah and Kala, so obviously, we loved it. Yeah, this is funny. I bought the book, and I hadn't picked it up for weeks because I was mm-hmm. really scared. I Like I told you, I was like, I'm so scared. I don't know if I'm going to start crying because sometimes I get so worked up <laughs> over like endings. <laughs> Right. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so scared, so nervous. And then you picked up, you're like, no, you should read it. Like, it's fine. Yeah. And then I started reading it on New Year's Eve and I finished it on New Year's Day. And I'm so glad that's the first book I decided to read to start my new year because it jumpstarted my thirst for new books. Like, it me was too. such an inspiring read for me. I wanted to keep going, I wanted to keep up the momentum of reading new books and not DNFing a book for once. Yeah, no, same. I had read um, From Luke of With Love again, which I always talk about. It's by Mariana Zapata. It's one of my favorite, favorite books. I had read that book from cover to cover, mm-hmm. which is kind of like to reread one of her 
her books cover to cover is an investment because they're like six to 700 pages long. So And it's a slow burn. Her books are slow burns. Slow, 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 slow burn. But she has an art of writing slow burn that I've never seen in another author. So Mm -hmm. it's truly a treat to read her books. But after finishing that, I was like, I need something else. Like I need to read something new. I want to read something cover to cover. I don't want to just keep picking up my favorite books and reading certain parts of them and skimming and all this stuff. Right. So that's when I was like, you know what? I'm going to go in with a novella and read Forever Wild. And I was so glad I did. I have just been now like hungry for new books and wanting to read every new book I can get my hands on. Absolutely. And apparently Katie Tucker is planning to continue the like writing more books in this universe. And so we're going to get Marie's story next, who's the vet in the mm-hmm. books. And at first I was like, uh, I don't know how I feel about it because she is a conflict. Yes especially in the second book. And so I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm going to pick this up. And I read the novella and I think the author does such a great job as setting up her story and setting up potential conflicts and who the hero might be of her story that I was actually interested. Now I'm fully invested in Marie's happy ending. Like I want to know what's going on. Same here. I really want to, I mean, I'm obviously going to keep reading this series because I just want to see Jonah and Kala, if not, especially, which I won't ruin how that novella ended. I just can't wait to see like other things that come out. But I really do feel that Kay Tucker hit gold with this series. I don't know what it is, but she always delivers and- You know, I've read books before and then went back and like I've read a book by an author and then I've loved those characters so much. And then a novella comes out because those characters are so beloved and I go and read the novella and I'm like, it just didn't deliver. I I can think of two off the top of my head and I'll just say them like Tilly Cole had this couple. I can't think it was like Zadist and Maddie was mm-hmm. their names and it was like book three in that Hades of Hangman series and everyone really loved them I mean there's their history was dark but everyone really loved them and then like the novella came out and it was like the same kind of issues that were in their book were in the novella and it was like we just resolved all that like why am I rereading this and then the same with like JR with like JR Ward with like her lover I think it was like lover lover awakened or something like that it was book three in that series and then they she did a novella based off those characters and it was the same issue again and I'm like what the heck we just resolved all these issues yeah in the book with this couple and now you're bringing up the same issues this did not happen in this series it just felt like you were diving right back into their lives which was just so refreshing and fun to read and you know an author has done a good job when after reading the novella of like two pretty big books that you are still craving for more yeah it's just not enough yeah because sometimes a novella like you said it brings up old issues and Mm -hmm. they spend the entire book or the entire novella trying to resolve those issues and it's kind of like you're going around in circles and what is the point of this but in this novella I really felt a true progression of their relationship it didn't feel like they were stuck in the past or whatever pieces we were getting of their relationship were gratuitous it really Mm -hmm. felt needed and I just can't wait to see snippets of them throughout the books that Kay Tucker ends up writing so to switch bases really quick now would you, does this inspire you to read One More Round by Alice Clayton? Because that is a novella about beloved characters that we love, Caroline and Simon. And that novella, like I think it's now in ebook and it came out like in, in just an audio in like September or something. Have you read that yet? <gasps> Oh my gosh. Yeah. No, I haven't read that yet. Right. Wow. 
Yes. Yes. I'm so glad you brought that up. By the way, we are Skyping right now and she was staring at me like I was a complete idiot. She was just like, and I was like, this is like a real thing. <laughs> I was like, what is she talking about? Is she talking about the, the book we already read? Why do we need to reread that? <laughs> I was no idea what was happening. <laughs> yes so that like does this inspire you to read that because I'm so nervous to read that one. Oh my gosh yes yes I think we should I okay. am so I, I totally for, blocked that out of my head because I think <laughs> I, it was coming out as an audible original it and was. So I, I think I was gonna wait for the ebook did that mm-hmm. come out yet I think it did I think like the audible original came out in like September and the ebook came out in like December Mm -hmm. and I obviously listened to a lot of audiobooks so I didn't want to listen to it until you read it just in case you wanted to discuss it on here because lord knows I would never if you read it like now and I read in September I would have no idea what was even the book was about (laughs) you would be giving me the blank stare right (laughs) did I read this but yeah okay so maybe we'll read that and I'm such a chicken I'm like waiting for you to read it first because you know how I am like there's a series that we're gonna probably we're definitely gonna read and we're mostly gonna review because the book like the reviews on goodreads no one will tell you what this book this series is about like going blind going blind which like you know when they say that it's gonna be good and everyone gave it five stars but i'm the one who's like cameron we need to read this and now i'm too chicken to read (laughs) to read it and i'm making her start reading it first so she can tell me by the way i just started reading it today so stay tuned Okay. Ooh, I'm excited. Okay, so I'll talk about one of the books that I read on my own. Yes. What did you and this read? Was Heated Rivalry by Rachel Reed. And so I was in the mood for like an LGBT romance. I was in the mood for like a male male. And somehow I just came across this. Oh, and I wanted a hockey romance. That was it too. So somehow I came across this book. And it was okay. It was okay. I w- I wanted to love it. So pretty much it's an enemies to lovers, male, male hockey romance. The heroes are on opposite teams and the book takes place over like 10 years. So it's like you're in for a doozy. And I was telling you this, the first chapter opens up with a very steamy scene and it has a date. So it's like March 16th, 2016 or 2013. I don't know, something like that. Then all of a sudden it goes and jumps 10 years in the past or something like that. And you're like, oh my God, all right. So you think that that scene is going to be a pivotal moment in their relationship because they open the book mm-hmm. with it. They never touch upon that scene again. You don't see it. You don't hear about it. Nothing. It was so random. Wow. So now the entire book, because they're hockey players and they are both like their rivalry, especially as the books go on, becomes very competitive. They never reveal their relationship ever. And honestly, this was very surprising to me. With the book I read, they never reveal their relationship to the public. It is a secret the entire time. And I think that the book was just kind of lackluster because every single chapter was the way the relationship was set up was that they would only hook up when one was in Boston for a game and the other one was in Montreal for a game. And that was it. So they they played each other twice, like maybe twice or four times a year. That's the only time they saw each other. So every chapter was a different time they see each other and they were just hooking up the whole time. There really was no like getting to know each other, not until like really later on in the book. So it was just kind of boring. I mean, I love the steamy scenes. That's why I read romance. But when you're skipping through them, you know, there's too many. 
Right. And you're like, I need some, like, I need some character interaction here. That's not this. Well, so did you find the happy ending to be realistic, given that actual development of their emotional relationship starts happening much later in the book? I mean, I guess you're right. That does make sense. So like it pretty much it ended with them. One of them came up with the plan because they did get caught by one of the guy's fathers. I don't know this book. Yeah. Now that I'm talking about it, I really didn't like it. I don't know. I wouldn't recommend. <laughs> okay, so this book kind of reminds me of him by L. Kennedy and Serena Bowen because it also takes place in the hockey world. It's about two best friends who met at hockey camp every summer and then something, uh, you know, there's a moment that happens between them and it changes their friendship forever. And so their relationship becomes strained and years later they try to, they meet each other for the first time and something rekindles. Yeah. I mean, I love that book and I wanted to reread I wanted to read a hockey um, male male book because I had actually read The Understatement of the Year by Serena Bowen. I reread that. So it was like in the mood for just like a good hockey romance. And that's how I came across this. Yeah. Another thing was that this was in third person and I kind of wish it was in first. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just, I didn't love it. I really wanted to love it. And I liked both characters, but I just don't think that the book was at a pace that was enjoyable to read or even the setup was enjoyable to read. Like it didn't have... Pretty much with romance, there's like an arc to it. Like the book should progress in a certain way. Yes. And when you're just reading a chapter, that's the same thing over and over again. But the only thing that changes is their ages. It gets a tad boring. Mm -hmm. I got that. So would I recommend it? Probably not. Mm -hmm. I really would. But I will say this. It has a ton of five-star reviews. And people do love it. So it might not have been the right book for me. But if you're in the mood for like a good hockey romance, I would definitely check this out because everyone else loves it. And is there a book that you would recommend like a male male romance that you read recently that you really enjoyed? Well, I did just finish Roommate by Serena Bowen. Mm -hmm. And I will say that was a typical Serena Bowen book. It was like cute. It was fun, really easy to read. I mean, I think I finished it in like a day. Mm -hmm. The audio was great. It had dual narrators. So that which I always love when there's two narrators. And Teddy Hamilton was one of the narrators and he's really great. So yeah, I would recommend Roommate. I also read The Sheriff's Secret by um, Kay Webster, which was really, that was really good too. Just, it was like a nice contemporary romance. And both of the those romances, um, The Roommate and The Sheriff's Secret, they both had a lot of small town feels, which was really nice. I love that. Give me all the small town wrecks. Exactly. Well, this was such a fun chat and we definitely are still on our reading kick. So we will have more books that we've read. And until next time. Bye. Bye.